0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this New Moon Meditation meeting. It's great to have all of you joining us here today to take part in this very important work. We regret that we have had to cancel our in-person meeting today, um, but we are glad to be able to continue the broadcast via Zoom. We will return to in-person meetings again in New York with the Gemini full moon in two weeks' time on Monday, June 13. The new moon is an opportunity to come together in meditation and to support the divine circulatory flow of life through all things. This energy circulates from those lives that live and move in the higher spheres of consciousness through humanity and to the lower kingdoms in nature our aim is to facilitate this inflow and outflow of spiritual energies and to keep the plan progressing. And this is accomplished through meditation, which we are told is the quote, outstanding creative agent on our planet. Meditation is a means of producing union, of making of twain one, and out of the many points of light, one group organism. Meditation establishes soul contact, and in the individual, the results of that contact work out in a life characterized by self-discipline, responsibility, purification, aspiration, and of course service. Meditation leads eventually to illumination and to a right apprehension of reality, free from illusion, glamour, and from all that which misleads and distorts the truth. Our meditation work as a group holds an analogous function and aims to bring about the evocation of the soul in a group sense. Meditation prepares the group to be a vehicle of the spiritual energies to pour through it, thereby the group can become a distributing center of light within humanity. The title of the meditation we work with at the New Moon is called Strengthening the Hands of the New Group of World Servers. One second, there's some background noise, I'm not sure. All right. So as I was saying, the, me- the title of our meditation here um, during the new moon is Strengthening the Hands of the New Group of World Servers. This group is composed of individuals from every nation, every race, every and every field of human endeavor. They are those in whom the consciousness of the soul is awakened, and they therefore naturally work to heal breaches between people, and to facilitate universal brotherhood wherever they are, working in every field of human enterprise. But it is the consciousness they bring to their daily activity which matters. The potency of their thought, the clarity of their vision, the magnetism of their love. This is the hand we seek to strengthen. This particular new moon bridges two of the most potent full moons of the spiritual year. The Taurus full moon characterized by the energies of illumination and the Gemini full moon with its all pervasive love and keynote of unification. We can imagine that the work begun in Taurus and carried over to a consummation in Gemini as one invocative act, circular and one complete breath. And as we proceed with our meditation and discussion here today, let's keep in mind that our work finds its place within this singular and extended act of invocation. And with our eyes set on the coming full moon of Gemini, let us now sound together the mantram of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events, and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight, let the future stand revealed, let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone, let love prevail, let all people love. Our meeting today is on the theme of service which the Tibetan has described as humanity's next great objective. He writes quite extensively on this theme, and as is the norm in esoteric philosophy, starts from the universals, or its cosmic implications, and from there derives its microcosmic significance for humanity and the individual aspirant. the law of service is one of seven laws of the soul or group life. These laws are entirely different from those that govern the personality or individual life. This fact of separate laws governing the soul and personality reminds us that there are two distinct principles governing human living. Evidence of this is found expressed through any of the number of basic dualities, selfish versus unselfish, individual good versus group good, nationalism versus world unity, realism versus idealism, the objective goal versus the spiritual goal, etc. These two principles of course, are often but not always in conflict. The goal of spiritual evolution is the dominance of the higher principle, the greatest good of the whole, and for the lesser to find its place within the greater, thus establishing a harmony and alignment between the soul and its mechanism in a group sense. It is really humanity's task to work out this harmony and this right alignment. The law of service is the third law of group life, or of the soul, and it is said to govern all soul activity. The great life which embodies this law originates in the sign of Aquarius, the sign into which we are today rapidly moving. And this law, this great life, has cosmic as well as systemic effects governing the group or soul activity at many levels. For the human kingdom, and in the three worlds, this great energy, this great cosmic energy, expresses through what we know as service. One definition of this service is that it is simply the spontaneous effect of soul contact. The first evidence of the soul is making its presence felt through the personality. Service is the natural impulse of the soul, and is rendered when the will of the soul flows unimpeded through its mechanism. The many virtues of which mankind is capable, the numerous acts of goodwill, are all effects of the group life, the group soul, and so governed by this law. The evidence of the law of service working out can be seen not just in humanitarian, in goodwill movements, but wherever the wise discernment and all-pervading love of the soul is brought forth. Examples are many. We see it in the ethical use of advances in science and engineering and technology. We see it in international diplomacy, when it is governed by the principle of goodwill and right relationship. We see it in the field of international economics, when decisions are guided by equitable justice, human rights. the principle of sharing and this is in this this excuse me this energy this presence of the soul is seen in the field of religion as well well wherever a true ecumenical sense of divinity exists one that extends beyond doctrine and seeks only to resurrect the spirit of God in man many sincere spiritual workers seek to serve and to dedicate themselves entirely to some activity which is their self-contribute self-chosen contribution to the working out of the plan of god on earth it is important to remember that it is the activity of the soul itself which matters the activity of the personality one one only one but An important aspect of the work of the soul is only important insofar as it seeks to embody and support the will of that soul to work out. This will must perforce use the personality as its medium of contact with the three worlds, and it especially uses the mind. The danger, though, which many a sincere server has encountered is that the stimulation which the soul brings does initiate some activity, some field of service in alignment with the will of the soul. And yet that that motivation or that stimulation motivates the mind into such a state of activity that it creates an inertia. The lower mind starts to rapidly engage in a whole sphere of activity. In fact, the lower mind itself can become a sphere of activity, and thus become cut off from its true master, the soul. In this case, the activity aspect then takes on a greater importance than the actual impulse of the soul which initiated it. One's work may be brought to a point of objective completion, but without the full power and significance of its spiritual effects today during a time of such intense stimulation and activity, it's good to keep in mind the importance of recollection and that the soul itself is not of the three worlds. And so sometimes in order to maintain that contact, it's important to set aside some time each day to commune with your soul. And indeed, there are many today who are wanting to better cooperate, either with their soul, or simply, they are drawn to serve and to render truer service, or just to help and to do good however they can. These people may ask how to better cooperate with this law, how to become more at one with the soul, and therefore work as part of a group, the group humanity. Of course, there are many spiritual practices and disciplines which seek to develop soul consciousness. Some work via the mind and others work via the heart. The unfolding of the consciousness of the heart, what the Tibetan calls the development of true feeling, is the first step towards group awareness. This awareness and identification with the feeling aspect of the group, and eventually all groups, does lead to service, for it leads to soul contact when the love nature of the soul finds expression through the feeling nature, and it does so when that feeling nature is tuned up to and aligned with the love of the soul itself. Other methods of soul contact, such as training in raja yoga or occult meditation, develop soul consciousness via the mind. Academic or professional training also develops the mind, and produces a fit vehicle for the knowledge of the soul to find expression. The nature of the soul, as we know, is love and group consciousness, and therefore the mind itself must also be aligned with these qualities. The mind must be free from prejudice and guided by an ethical and loving heart. Service is humanity's next great objective because the birth of the soul within the human heart is today imminent. The soul, the group soul of humanity, simply waits, awaits emergence into the world of human living. Service, a right soul activity within the three worlds, naturally and in time, does invoke the soul, and it leads to this birth. It draws the attention of the soul outwards, and it provides the soul a pathway of entrance into the world of human affairs. How otherwise can the soul be born? Once humanity as a group chooses to tread the way of unity and goodwill and follows through by applying the full force of its mind towards these principles, then that pathway, that way of entrance, and that means of birth will be complete. The birth of the soul will then come about. This birth will prepare the way for a total reorganization, of the entire emotional and psychological life of humanity. Today, the new group of world servers is the preeminent group which is preparing the way for this event. And Keep in mind this group has no outer form of organization but is simply composed of all those people with an intelligent mind and loving heart working selflessly to further human consciousness and produce right human relationship those qualities of the soul those values those universal values of the soul in the world of human living but this technique of service of soul expression when it is applied by the new group is what helps to lead humanity onto this path this this path of meaning of values and of goodwill. And so as we conclude, I'd like to leave you with one final definition of service. And this is a quote directly from the Tibetan, which I think illuminates the entire, the entire theme. He writes, true service is the spontaneous outflow of a loving heart and an intelligent mind. It is the result of being in the right place and staying there. It is produced by the inevitable inflow of spiritual force and not by strenuous physical plane activity. It is the effect of a man's being what he truly is a divine son of God and not by the studied effect of his words or deeds. We now proceed with our meditation, strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. We affirm the fact of group fusion, sounding together the mantram. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them, May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place within the heart center of the new group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards a spiritual hierarchy. To the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy. And towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and mediating the plan into existence. Meditation Using the seed thought, through the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers. Precipitation, visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala, through hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. Lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers, so building the thought form of solution to world plot problems.
1: distribution.
0: As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light, love, and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everybody. So we've come now to the part of our meeting where the room, the floor really is open to anybody who would like to share their thoughts on the theme or on our meditation work in general. The theme once again is simply just service humanity's next great objective. John Reiseman has his hand raised. John, go ahead and unmute yourself. John, if you're talking, we can't hear you. We still can't hear you. Microphone may not be making its way into Zoom. Even though you are unmuted, I don't see there's any, there's no sound coming into your mic icon. I see mine's bouncing up and down when I talk, which means the input's not getting into zoom. If you, it sorted out, John, just let us know, and we'll unmute you. We have a hand raised from Charles Tyrone. Charles, go ahead and unmute yourself.
2: Um, am I? am um, actually. I'm just signed in on a different Zoom account. This is Catherine Cruz, and I want to thank you for this talk, Michael. It's always wonderful to hear. You these ideas on service and I was touched by in particular by the comment you made about how when the concrete mind is separated from soul influence, we can be so busy and even busy with things that are meant to be good but they're not real service if they're not under the influence of the soul. And how we get to that soul influence by meditation. So, it's it's the two things hand in hand that that create the capacity to be of service. And um, and I'm just grateful that we have discussions about this, and that we have uh, guidance about how to move ahead in this. And. Um, so, thank you. That's what I that I had to say, having come off of a day of great busyness, and I have to really think a little bit about what the soul on its own plane was doing while while I was uh, running around all day. So. <laughs> yes
0: i mean sometimes the busyness is unavoidable you know if we've taken on a lot of responsibility in one way or another perhaps that was the sole impulse to do so and then of course you have to fulfill all those responsibilities once you've taken them on responsibility is also a quality of the soul but um but yeah it's easy it's the consciousness which matters that's the hard part really you know it's not the yeah thank you catherine yeah
2: You're very welcome. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, Angela B., maybe Angela Bautista.
3: Hi, Michael. Um, I'm here in Houston, Texas, and I've been struck recently by all of the calls for action around the... um, And I've been reflecting on that in light of the seventh ray energy, the incoming ray energy, and uh, the subsequent um, impulse to manifestation of, you know, we have the inspiration, we see clearly. Um maybe the the means to manifest part of that inspiration, and then you know the call to manifest it, you know mm-hmm. to that action, that last step of you know just anyway i'm i'm I don't have it very all clearly it just i I've just been reflecting on that um process and and hearing the calls, Um, and not just for that incident, but around the world, you can look at it for climate change, you know, with the younger people, and not just the younger people, but other people, and this was touched upon too at the um, the World Economic Forum gathering, uh, climate change and how to infuse, you know, the economy worldwide to let's manifest some of these things that have been in the works, some of these new ways of doing things that are in the works and let's make them happen. So um, anyway, I found that interesting because I'm just noticing maybe more now than before that the calls seem to be getting greater um, to utilize some of this incoming seventh ray energy. I'm just thinking about it in those terms and to really, you know, take that action and to
0: manifest. Yeah, thank you. thank you. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, I think you're getting at something really important there when you were talking about, and I can't really paraphrase it well, but, you know, you're reflecting on the way in which it seemed that you, that manifestation process would go about, and makes me think sort of, you know, there's a book that, Alice Bailey wrote with the Tibetan called Treaties on White Magic, and um, it goes through the whole creative process of the soul, and it's really in a sort of um, esoteric manner, in a very sort of universal manner, but it can be brought down and applied also, I think, to the creative process of the soul as it works out through the personality and to acts of You know uh, really to service work and as you say that seventh ray that sort of concretizing manifesting energy is is strong right now and so it is a good time to think about how can you know i always think of the question how could you know if the soul the law of service governs all soul activity right so how does the soul act when it acts you know in what manner The soul has its seat upon the plane of mind. We know, and it works, sort of our keynote for the meditation gets at this, you know, the the task of the new group of world servers who of course seek to work as souls is to mediate those new ideals into human consciousness, to hold up that vision of the ideal so that great spiritual ideas might find root through them. So it seems that a lot of the work of the soul is on the plane of mind and with ideas. And so you think of like the soul coming down and, and acting, well, perhaps a lot of that action is is through the purity or the clarity of those ideals and really what stands behind them, which is a great spiritual idea The word "idea" in esotericism is used slightly different than norm than it normally is used. Normally, we think of an idea. Oh, I had an idea to do such and such. Really, that's a thought form. So, if thought forms are sort of just forms of different um, forms of that the mind can create, small what we usually call ideas, one thing or the other. Ideals, of course, are the sort of vision of what could be sort of the prototype or the archetype of some virtue or quality, for instance. The idea is a great spiritual idea. It's actually what stands behind the ideal, what the ideal is meant to represent, sort of what our idea of perfection is sort of a dim reflection of. And it's these great spiritual ideas, which are Actually, in fact, great entities themselves, great cosmic entities. It's through these ideals that the energy, those high energies, are able to, to reach humanity at all. And so when we, we talk in terms of these spiritual ideals, like, I don't know if there's any number of them, harmlessness, a, a, a service, I think, even is one etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Love also is an ideal, goodwill. You know, we think they can become sometimes if we just speak about them over and over again, it's easy for them to become sort of very familiar and almost, almost not, but almost a little bit trite, and that they sort of just lose their meaning. But we can imagine that these these great ideals, even you know, the maximum, the the Purest, The purest form we could possibly imagine of these ideals is really just itself a form or a way of interest for something even so much greater, so we can imagine the light that could potentially pour through these ideals when they're expressed in their highest purity and clarity for humanity. There is a discussion question, if um, it helps to stimulate some people's minds. I'll just go ahead and read it out loud. The right apprehension and expression of the law of service can be considered humanity's next great objective. But where do you see service of humanity, assuming this responsibility, not necessarily through focused and stringent activity, but through the presence of the soul, its wise discernment and all pervading love? So it's basically just a lot of words to say, where do you see evidence of the soul working out in service? Really, where do you see the evidence of the soul in the three worlds at all? Sometimes helps to think of specific examples, even though they're so mundane, sometimes it just helps to find the example and then sort of reflect on it, what makes it spiritual? And where is the soul present? to reflect on it deeper and tell you really just see the soul and you don't necessarily have to share of course um, just reflecting I think helps the group John Reisman has his hand raised again let's see John if you're able to unmute and speak this time
4: Hey, Michael, can you hear me this time?
0: Yes, I can hear you well, John.
4: I'm so sorry about that problem earlier. I'm not quite sure what happened. And then I kind of lost track of some of the comments here. Uh, But Michael, um, I just wanted to thank you so much for your very clear um, words that are filled with so much that need to be pondered. Um, And you, mentioned that quote from DK at the end, and I'm going to try to restate it here. I hope I remember it. True service is a spontaneous outflow of a loving heart and an intelligent mind. And it occurs to me that we just have abundant opportunities in our close at hand worlds to express this um, spontaneous outflow of love. Um, and intelligence um, s- simultaneously, um, even if a person happens to live by him or herself, well, um, love can be expressed in relation to um, the taking care of plants or the right caring for a household. And certainly if, it, if one is in um, some kind of a relationship then that person who is closest at hand um, is a focus of sort for that spontaneous outflow of a loving heart and an intelligent mind. It seems like we've got to keep in mind that um, we we express the will to good in our close at hand worlds. And then that has a ripple effect into the consciousness of humanity Right human relations, all of those tremendous ideals with which new group workers are um, reflecting upon and striving to implement, they begin in our close-at-hand worlds, and then that ripple effect occurs out into the consciousness of humanity. Um, There's so much more that I want to share, but, you know, I don't want to be a hog, so I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself now, but thank you again, Michael.
0: Thank you so much, John. Thank you. um we have fred Saffron also with your hand raised fred go ahead and click the unmute button there
1: yeah am i unmuted
0: you're unmuted you're a little bit faint a little quiet but if you just maybe speak um as I... loud as you can we can hear you
4: better now
0: not really okay. but it's it's discernible still so go ahead
4: okay first i really want to thank you for today's talk i i just think it was one of the most excellent, concise, clear foundational statements of the things we need to work with. And I put a statement about it in the chat, and I honestly think it's worthy of being printed up and made available to people for guidance and inspiration. I wonder what other people think I raised. I put that in the chat also. Uh, I've listened to many of these talks for 50 years, And this is is just absolutely right on the mark. I I can't say that anymore with any greater conviction. And let me leave it there. Thank you very much, Michael. You are really an inspiration and really soul
0: infused when you do your talks. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. That's very kind of you. the we don't make the new moon talks available actually on the website like we do the we don't make the new moon ones available like we do the full moon we probably should i mean we we give them every month and it's just good to at least have them available because we do have most of them you know on our on our drive we have record of them but i'll share the um the transcript again if anybody would like it and I'll talk to the group also, Fred. Thank you for that suggestion to, to make them to make them available. Thank you very much. Thank you, Fred. Oh, there's to... I
1: I think it's truly outstanding and useful.
0: Thank you, yeah. I'm just trying to find the to share it in the chat and I can't seem to find it. My desktop. One second. Still trying to share this. Sorry, one second, everybody. There it goes. Okay. Oh, Santana Star has her hand raised. Um, Santana? Go ahead and unmute.
5: Okay, am I unmuted? Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. It's breaking up just right. a little bit, but I, th- I think it's better. Okay, now, so go ahead. well, I'm yeah.
5: I'm on the West Coast here, out in California, so long way away. But no, mm-hmm. Michael, I thank you in the chat for your clarity and piggybacking on what John Reisman said. It has been said in the teaching that you don't have to do anything; you just have to radiate. But the more deeply I go into the teaching and the more I observe the state of the world, the more I realize and see many groups working on subjective levels and on grassroots levels to try and help humanity. And as every people probably realize the great invocation which is the mantra of the new group of world servers is one of the tools to bring the highest energy of the will to good through the, through the love of the Christ um, down to earth um, and, and just radiate it out. So if you are by yourself, you can, by the use of that invocation and uh, in your daily meditations, um, you can radiate out to the world and situations that are in need, without being attached, you know, to outcomes. Um, so that's that's what I wanted, wanted to say. So thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Santana. That's an excellent point. Yes, we actually don't need to do anything to serve as the soul, simply just radiating the energy of the soul is in fact a form of service. And there are many, many groups today doing engaging in subjective forms of service. Um, and surely there's gonna be more as the, as the years progress, there will only be more from here. And so it's a really interesting and developing, I think, field of service, these groups that, that work subjectively. I can imagine there'll be more of them. decided not to read the chat, because I think everybody can read the chat for themselves. Um, Just to keep it to the audio on there for now. Just to keep audio comments in the audio channel is what I meant to say. Um, Charles, who was, it was Catherine Cruz, I think, um, just unmuted you.
2: I just wanted to, um, talk, of, just mention the, the work we do in the cycle of conferences as an example of a, a worldwide subjective, um, uh, activity
0: service thank you thank you yes that's a yes cycle of conferences um is an excellent excellent example of subjective service the group meets usually um i think a week before and then during big global conferences to help um really to focus and spiritualize the thought form under construction at those conferences. And so the focus really isn't on the people themselves, of course, but the thought form under construction. More information is available on the Lucis Trust website about that. I think we're going to go ahead and conclude now. Thank you all for your thoughts and for your support. I think even those of us who didn't share audibly, or even those who didn't type in the chat, your presence does matter. And as we just spoke about, actually, the act of your presence is an, is a sort of a radio, is a form of radiatory service as well. Just being here present and um, and your that contribution is is very very significant. So I just want to to acknowledge that. We do have a few upcoming. Meetings I'd like to announce: the Arcane School conferences in Geneva and London. Geneva's will be June four and five. London, June eleven and twelve. More information is available on the Lucis Trust website. We also have the next Gemini full moon meeting. The New York meeting will take place Monday, June excuse me, thirteen. Actually, should say six p.m. Should say six p.m not 6.30. It actually will be at 6 p.m. Let me fix that right now. There, it should have changed. All right, yep, 6 p.m. All right, so let's all just close with a moment of silence. Thank you.